could give the carnival that year was not a brilliant one colville's parties seemed to be always meeting the same maskers on the street and the maskers did not greatly increase in numbers there were a few more of them after nightfall but they were then a little more bacchanal and he felt it was better that the ladies had gone home by that time in the pursuit of the tempered pleasure of looking up the maskers he was able to make the reflection that their fantastic and vivid dresses sympathized in a striking way with the architecture of the city and gave him an effect of florence which he could not otherwise have had there came by and by a little attempt at a corso in via ceratani and via tornabuoni there were some masks and carriages and from one they actually threw plaster confetti half a dozen bare-legged boys ran before and beat one another with bladders some people but not many watched the show from the windows and the footways were crowded having proposed that they should see the carnival together colville had made himself responsible for it to the bowen household imogene said well is this the famous carnival of florence it certainly doesn't compare with the carnival last year said mrs bowen your reproach is just mrs bowen he acknowledged i've managed it badly but you know i've been out of practice a great while there in devache oh poor mr colville cried imogene he isn't altogether to blame i don't know said mrs bowen humouring the joke in her turn it seems to me that if he had consulted us a little earlier he might have done better he drove home with the ladies and mrs bowen made him stay to tea as if she felt that he needed to be consoled for the failure of his carnival she was especially indulgent with him she played to him on the piano some of the songs that were in fashion when they were in florence together before imogene had never heard them she had heard her mother speak of them one or two of them were negro songs such as very pretty young ladies used to sing without harm to themselves or offence to others but imogene decided that they were rather rowdy dear me mrs bowen did you sing such songs you wouldn't let effie no i wouldn't let effie the times are changed i wouldn't let effie go to the theatre alone with the young gentlemen the times are changed for the worse colville began what harm ever came to a young man from a young lady's going alone to the theatre with him he stayed till the candles were brought in and then went away only because as he said they had not asked him to stay to dinner he came nearly every day upon one pretext or another and he met them oftener than that at the teas and on the days of other ladies in florence for he was finding the busy idleness of the life very pleasant and he went everywhere he formed the habit of carrying flowers to the palazzo pinti excusing himself on the ground that they were so cheap and so abundant as to be impersonal he brought violets to effie and roses to imogene to mrs bowen he always brought a bunch of the huge purple anemones which grew so abundantly all winter long about florence i wonder why purple anemones he asked her one day in presenting them to her oh it is quite time i should be wearing purple she said gently ah mrs bowen he reproached her why do i bring purple violets to miss effie <laughs> you must ask effie said mrs bowen with a laugh 
after that he stayed away forty-eight hours and then appeared with a bunch of the red anemones as large as tulips which light up the meadow-grass when it begins to stir from its torpor in the spring they grew on purpose to set me right with you he said and i saw them when i was in the country it was a little triumph for him which she celebrated by putting them in a vase on her table and telling people who exclaimed over them that they were some mr colville gathered in the country he enjoyed his privileges at her house with the futureless satisfaction of a man he liked to go about with the bowens he was seen with the ladies driving and walking in most of their promenades he directed their visits to the churches and the galleries he was fond of strolling about with effie's daintily gloved little hand in his he took her to jocosa's and treated her to ices he let her choose from the confectioner's prettiest caprices in candy he was allowed to bring the child presents in his pocket perhaps he was not as conscientious as he might have been in his behavior with the little girl he did what he could to spoil her or at least to relax the severity of the training she had received he liked to see the struggle that went on in the mother's mind against this and then the other struggle with which she overcame her opposition to it the worst he did was to teach effie some picturesque western phrases which he used with innocent effectiveness she committed the crimes against convention which he taught her with all the conventional elegance of her training the most that he ever gained for her were some concessions in going out in weather that her mother thought unfit or sitting up for half-hours after her bedtime he ordered books for her from good bands and it was colville now and not the reverend mr morton who read poetry aloud to the ladies on afternoons when mrs bowen gave orders that she and miss graham should be denied to all other comers it was an intimacy and society in florence is not blind and especially it is not dumb the old lady who had celebrated mrs bowen to him the first night at palazzo pinti led a life of active questions as to what was the supreme attraction to colville there and she referred her doubt to every friend with whom she drank tea she philosophized the situation very scientifically and if not very conclusively how few are the absolute conclusions of science upon any point he is a bachelor and there is a natural affinity between bachelors and widows much more than if he were a widower too if he were a widower i should say it was undoubtedly mademoiselle if he were a little bit younger i should have no doubt it was madame but men of that age have such an ambition to marry young girls i suppose they think it proves they are not so very old after all and certainly he isn't too old to marry if he were wise which he probably isn't if he's like other men in such matters there wouldn't be any question about mrs bowen pretty creature and so much sense too much for him ah my dear how we are wasted upon that sex mrs bowen herself treated the affair with masterly frankness more than once in varying phrase she said you are very good to give us so much of your time mr colville and i won't pretend i don't know it 
you're helping me out with a very hazardous experiment when i undertook to see imogene through a winter in florence i didn't reflect what a very gay time girls have at home in western towns especially but i haven't heard her breathe buffalo once and i'm sure it's doing her a great deal of good here she's naturally got a very good mind she's very ambitious to be cultivated she's read a good deal and she's anxious to know history and art and your advice and criticism are the greatest possible advantage to her thank you said colville with a fine remote dissatisfaction i supposed i was merely enjoying myself he had lately begun to haunt his bankers for information in regard to the carnival balls with the hope that something might be made out of them but either there were to be no great carnival balls or it was a mistake to suppose that his banker ought to know about them colville went experimentally to one of the people's balls at a minor theatre which he found advertised on the house walls at half-past ten the dancing had not begun but the masks were arriving young women in gay silks and dirty white gloves men in women's dresses with enormous hands girls as pages clowns pantaloons old women and the like they were all very good-humoured the men who far outnumbered the women danced contentedly together colville liked two cavalry soldiers who waltzed with each other for an hour and then went off to a battery on exhibition in the pit and had as much electricity as they could hold he liked also two young citizens who danced together as long as he stayed and did not leave off even for electrical refreshment he came away at midnight pushing out of the theatre through a crowd of people at the door some of whom were tipsy this certainly would not have done for the ladies though the people were civilly tipsy End of chapter eight of indian summer by william dean howells recording by leonard wilson of springfield ohio